Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. going on hockey fans welcome back to casing the league on believe network i am your host casey hudson joined by nashville predators reporter and host Lindsay raleigh Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me taking the time i was excited to reach out to you because we're getting ready to tango team by team coming on opening night how was your off season how has it been getting ready for the season Oh, the offseason was long, Casey. Uh, you know, this is uh, will be my eighth season with the Nashville Predators, and this is the first offseason I've had where we didn't make the playoffs. So I um, I had a lot of time on my hands, and I think I've been ready to drop the puck for a couple months now, and thank God it's less than a week away. So I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh, I feel your pain. That was like the crucial reality of being not only a Lightning media person, but also a Lightning fan because I've grown up in Tampa Bay. So it's an adjustment for sure. you got too much time on your hands, not enough time on your hands. And then what do you do besides have this angst in preparation for the upcoming season? But be sure to follow Lindsay Raleigh, everyone, especially because she's going to bring you all the top coverage of the Nashville Predators as we are all hyped for opening night. And as you guys know, uh, Casing the League here on Believe Network is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and matchup reports for every sport you can possibly think of. But the most important sport right now, of course, is hockey. Bet Online is your Intel headquarters this season. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options, and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head over to the Bet Online website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code. Believe that's B L E A V to receive your 50% off bonus. Now, you guys know the deal here on Casing the League. When we got a fresh, new, beautiful face like Lindsay's, we got to do an icebreaker. So, for our icebreaker, we always ask, how would you describe your personality in NHL position terms? Uh, speedy, skilled winger, chippy center, defenseman, goalie. I love this one because everyone gets a little stumped and then they're like, okay, we all know what a goalie personality is. That's kind of a given. Yeah. No offense to the goalies. <laughs> no, they're hard to describe though. You can't really describe it. But when you know a goalie personality, you know what it is when you see it. <laughs> exactly. It's just goalie. Uh, the speedy school, the speedy winger. Uh, for me, I look at kind of like the Braden point of our team. He's on the quiet side, but he's so meticulous. He's so efficient. He kind of has this swag when he needs to, but the centers. They've got all the personality going on. They can be spitfires with their words. They can be physical. They can be cool, calm, collected scorers. And then the defensemen, you know, they're always going to protect things. How would you best describe yourself, Lindsay? Uh, I had to think about this one for a minute, but I, I think I would go with center just because growing up in sports, my mother was a college volleyball coach. I, I played volleyball. I coached volleyball. And then I got into sports reporting. Um, i probably one of the most competitive people you will ever meet in your life. Um, I get it from my family. Uh, side note, my grandmother broke my cousin's pinky playing spoons. So it runs in the family. Um, but I'm very, I come from a chirpy family. Uh, that's how we show our love is giving each other crap. So um, I think that part of it, me and probably my entire family have down. Um, as far as the center, I also think of reliable because of face-offs, things like that. And um, I consider myself a very reliable person. Um, so I think, I think if I had to narrow it down, I, I did think about it a lot. I think I'd go with the center. 
I love it. it. It seems fitting already as we're just getting to know each other. That's my answer too, because my family highly competitive. I mean, you said it with the sports thing. We grew up military for starters. So it was like perfectionist syndrome and I was the youngest, but like I'm the little big sister. So no one can say anything yeah. about my siblings or else it's just a page turner for me. So I yeah, love so it. I'm the oldest. So I, I am protective. I'm the oldest of um, 18 grandchildren on one side and the oldest of 10 on the other. So I, I, I have that part going too. <laughs> I love it. Big family in common too. Yeah. There's just no getting through the gates there. So I love that. So that brings me to another question. Cause I did see the volleyball, not only that you played in college, but that you coach, um, does did, did it ever change your approach as a broadcaster? Because I know sometimes having played college soccer and stuff, when I get a chance to interview these players, there's just a different level of respect. And I want to say, I don't know, acknowledgement to the, the route that it takes, the effort that they have to put in, the, the work, the sacrifice being the bigger word there. Like, do you feel like it changed your perspective and your approach and preparation and broadcasting? I definitely think it did. Um, both from, I, I can relate sometimes, like having been a college athlete and having been a coach. Now, don't get me wrong, playing college volleyball is very different than the NHL. Mm -hmm. But being an athlete who is either struggling through an injury or finally got the start that they've been working so hard for that kind of a, a of a question when I'm asking that I can relate to that kind of an emotion now when it comes to coaching not only do I have the emotions and, and kind of can relate a little bit firsthand but ever since I was born up until when I was 28 years old my mother was a college volleyball coach so I grew up in a gym I know what it's like like when my mom had a my, her team had a really bad game and and kind of the emotions she would feel um growing up i knew and then coaching with her um i was actually her assistant coach so um, when we would lose my dad would just leave two bottles of red wine on the the front counter and, and hide in the back with the dog <laughs> but no i you know i do take that into consideration when i'm approaching a coach um especially if it's after you know a tough loss it's easy to ask questions when it's a big win and all your players showed up and played well um but after a tough loss i do i find myself not even doing it on purpose but subconsciously relating back to when i would talk to my mom after a tough loss and the things she would say or she was disappointed in a particular player who, who wasn't maybe giving it their all that day. Um, so it, it's interesting to the way that I subconsciously pull from that, even when I don't even realize I'm doing it. And then in the aftermath, I'm like, oh, that's uh, that reminded me of this particular situation after a loss with my mom or after a win with my mom, things like that. So um, I definitely do it. And like I said, sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. I love it. And I can totally relate and understand because having played myself, but also I had a brother we adopted when I was younger and he had a great career with football. He ended up playing at FSU and then going to play with the Seahawks. And I just, I, I have that level of compassion of just understanding where their headspace is after, which probably resonates to you being an Emmy award winner as well. But then comes the next challenging, but creative question and answer. I love explaining everything through music i'm an emo i'm a moody music person i got a playlist for every emotion i'm feeling and that's just me but that's also how i connect with people so if you could think of a song that either encompasses the predators previous season they had a 42 32 8 record or maybe a song that kind of encompasses the excitement heading into the upcoming season uh what song or, or choice are you leaning towards here I thought about that one a lot as well. And I think for me, the first, and maybe it's just also, I mean, I live in Nashville, so country music kind of always comes to mind first for me. Um, but I would pick um, Chris Stapleton starting over um, because at the end of last year, we did turn into sellers um, and we thought kind of we were starting over then. And then we cut, we, what, two points from making the playoffs, even though we had 
um, at the time, Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, a bunch of injuries. Um, and we had these young guys sort of running the show because we had traded away uh, Nino Niederreiter, Matthias Ekholm, uh, some big names uh, for our for our team. Um, and then, of course, everybody saw the moves over the offseason. We have a new coach and a new GM, which we are so excited about. Barry Trotz, first ever Preds coach, is now our GM. And then Andrew Brunette, who actually scored the Predators' first ever goal in franchise history, is now our head coach. So really exciting. And then, of course, we we let go of Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson. We bring in some veteran presence in Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shin. So th- it really is a new beginning for the Nashville Predators in lots of ways, coaching, management. Um, but also it's a different vibe in our locker room. It really is like you can walk into that locker room and without like even talking to anybody, you can feel the vibe of like almost like a brotherhood, like from the soup, we've got some really young guys who are trying to prove themselves um, who will make the roster and are going to still try and continue to prove themselves. And then you've got some veterans like Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan McDonough, uh, guys like that who um, are kind of the outliers because overall it's mostly young guys on the team. So um, I think this is a, a fresh start. Um, for the Nashville Predators, and it's going to be really exciting to see how this all unfolds because sometimes the teams that are the most underestimated end up surprising you, and I can say that there hasn't been a team that's succeeded um, that I've ever witnessed throughout the NHL where they didn't get along or it wasn't a good vibe in the locker room, something like that. So the fact that they're bonding, this new group is already so tight, um, I think is really going to work to their advantage throughout this season through the ups and the downs. Yeah, I love it. You can't go wrong with the Chris Stapleton song whatsoever. Yeah. We'll be down here in Tampa in November, and I have every intention of seeing him be Imagine Her Love it so much. But you, you definitely hit on – basically all the question marks that surround this team, of course, you know, where, where Smashville left off and uh, what, you know, moves happen in the off season, what impactful additions did you guys bring on? You mentioned Ryan O'Reilly, which you can't say his name without putting a load of respect on it, right? He's a game changer regardless of any system or roster that he's a part of, even though he went into the Maple Leafs a little late, I think through 13 games, four goals, made an impact on the power play, picked up a goal and, half of their uh, playoff games as well. He was a, he was a tilter for this team. So now you're bringing him into this Nashville Predators team. Now I will say this, where they don't give the Predators enough credit is this team has always done well defensively and they ramp up the physicality for 90 minutes of hockey, no matter what, like, it's just it, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go past them. So what do you what do you, how quickly have you seen Ryan O'Reilly kind of get acclimated? He has the ability to wear that leadership hat really quickly because of you know how young this roster is. Um, what have you seen out of him so far, and how do you think he's going to impact this roster? Well, selfishly, as far as off the ice, being a reporter, I'm thrilled to have him because he's such a great personality and he's so cool. Um, And like you said, he is a leader on the team. So um, for selfishly, I'm excited from that standpoint. Um, But no, you know, on the ice last night, the Preds faced uh, the Carolina Hurricanes here at home in preseason. It's only preseason. I get it. Um, And and, I mean, shoot, I hope it's only preseason. We haven't won a whole lot of games in preseason, but um, but. I, I really, he stuck out. I mean, he always sticks out on the ice, but last night we had a lot of our top dogs in the lineup and he, 
it was really interesting to be able to see him. Um, I really liked last night they had him on a line for part of the game, not the whole game. Um, they had O'Reilly and then Forsberg and Yuso Parsonen, who's a young guy who really stood out last night. He looked incredible. Talk about physical. He's he's a big body to throw around. Um, so really excited the way that I saw him. You can tell even from where I mean, I was up in the rafters and he you, he's leading that team. Tallied a goal last night. Um, still got it. I love it. Um, but even guys like Colton Sissons, who uh, is an experienced, I, I think you could call him a veteran. Um, last year, I think for majority of the year, I want to say he was second in the league in shorthanded faceoffs. Mm -hmm. So I, I, this is a guy who's a very respected center, great in the faceoff circle. And I was talking to him the other day and he was saying, I'm even excited to learn from Ryan O'Reilly. So um, I think everybody from some of the most experienced centers to some of our younger guys are so excited to have him on the team. And Barry Trotz was, it was no secret right when season ended, he said, our, as far as our centers go, games got to get better. So I think there was no surprise that we picked up someone with the, ca the caliber of Ryan O'Reilly, especially not only, on the ice but off the ice and what he's going to bring to the locker room as far as leadership goes uh he knows how to win uh i think that this team is very very lucky to have him and so far i mean he's fit in seamlessly with our boys yes and you mentioned the fact that like players are excited to learn from him i think i was trying to describe this to somebody last season even though i painfully had to be giving credit to the toronto maple leaves i was saying that like if you don't pay that much attention to hockey but you kind of hear a little bit about ryan o'reilly if you were listening to a game without watching it, you wouldn't know what position he plays. His versatility is just so outstanding. You yeah. know, he's got the defensive element to his game. He can score. And what I love about him being a part of y'all's roster is that he could probably be a guy that helps out with this power play percentage, taking it from that 17.6 last season and Definitely. kind of getting that more into the 20 percentile because the PK didn't struggle. It was just the scoring, getting points on the board. Uh, are yeah. there any other additions here that you can see that'll level up the special teams here and kind of give you guys more of an edge to compete. Well, I, I, the first name that comes to mind is our head coach, uh, Andrew Brunette. He, it, he has said, quote, the power play is my baby. So he also made a joke and said, if it doesn't work out, then I'm not in charge of it. So, but no, um, you know, he was a big power play guy. I think coming in, that was of course winning in general, but the power play is something that he really wanted to focus on and, and improve. And I think it has a uh, last night, it was, I really liked what I saw as far as the man advantage goes, uh, moving the puck really well, lots of shots on net. Um, and like you said, I think O'Reilly will, br will bring a lot to that um, as far as staying organized and moving the puck well. Um, but I think, it, I mean, it's going to come, come down to Bruno. Uh, you know, he's the, the man with a plan and um, I've already seen improvements and I'm excited once we officially drop the puck uh, to hopefully see those numbers, as you said, go up from last year, because this team can get it done on the PK. We know that um, it's a matter of can we get it done with a man advantage? Absolutely. And speaking of another guy and somebody that might help with this man advantage is a uh... Luke Shin, you guys grab him over from the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. Shinner was a huge asset for us, especially when it came to that Stanley Cup run. I like him a lot because he he tends to be a clutch guy. He doesn't get enough credit on his name for his ability to keep the puck in front of him, keep it pushing forward. And then when you last expect it, he's the one tallying a goal for this team. So this energy to help stack defensively for a team that already played pretty sound defense, I think they only let up 2.72 goals. A lot of that does go to Saros. But um, how does a guy like Luke Shin kind of start to fit the identity of this young team? Well, not only is Shin 
solid defensively, but he also brings that physical aspect. You know, when, when we kind of became sellers, uh, for lack of a better term, at the end of the season, uh, you know, we got rid of Tanner Janot, who you're very familiar with. It was one of my favorite people and players of all time um, that, I've, that I've ever worked with. And so some of that physicality kind of did, I don't want to say it went away because we're still a very physical team, but Tanner Janot is a difference maker. So I, I think when a guy takes a cheap hit, something like that, Tanner was always there to, you know, step up. And for a lot of the preseason, we've seen Shen matched up with Roman Yossi. And those two are partners. I tell you what, Luke's not going to let Roman Yossi take a hit and not do anything about it. So um, I think as far as an aspect of, of course, we know what Luke can do defensively, but also just that presence on the ice of another physical player and potentially a leader. Uh, my co-host on the desk for our show is Hal Gill, and he played with Luke Shen. So I've gotten to know him a little quicker um, just because from from Hal filling me in on the kind of player, the kind of person um, that he is. So we're really excited to have him. And I, I think Barry Trotz did a great job in the offseason, not only bringing in those guys for the aspect of that they're solid on the ice, but what they're going to bring from those points of just the presence they have on and off the ice. Yeah, absolutely. And there's sometimes a, a way that Lucian doesn't have to say anything. The energy yeah. just changes around him. It's a look and then it's, it's, it's a go for everybody. So definitely love that and love that you guys were able to get a guy like him because he is king in, in crucial moments. I will say that. Now you've already kind of touched on some of the younger guys and the fact that this roster is so young, but We've seen that maybe that's kind of where hockey's trending. Younger guys are able to take on a larger role very quickly and make an impact. Somebody that impressed the heck out of me on your roster, I loved watching him play. It was Cody Glass. I mean, he closed yeah. out the season, 14 goals, 21 assists, 35 points, six power play goals, one game-winning goal, overtime. It just goes on and on and on. He can draw quality penalties. He can help tilt the ice in your guys' favor on the drop of a dime. And I think with that much more time with this team, he's only going to get that much better. Um what other players or continue off of Cody Glass, if you will, will have a larger impact on the Predators this upcoming season? Well, I, I I agree with you completely. I love Cody Glass on and off the ice. He's one of the nicest guys you will ever meet in your life. Um, uh, him and his whole family, actually, for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, but I love Cody. Um, another guy who stood out to me last night, uh, I did mention him earlier, Yuso Parsonen. Um, as far as, as a physical game, but he was getting in there battling. Um, I really liked his game last night. Another guy who scored last night as well in preseason, Kiefer Sherwood. Uh, Kiefer actually scored in his first game as a Nashville Predator and scored in the last game of the season last year. So we're all kind of talking about, can he score in the first game of this season? Uh, <laughs> keep that kind of trend going. But no, uh, Kiefer's another guy who I really enjoy watching, and I think that he could make a huge impact. Tommy Novak, um, man, his hockey IQ is through the roof. Um, I, I love watching him play and some of the, some of the things he does and just his su subtle puck movement, you're like, what, where did that come from? Um, and he's, he's also very like, I don't want to say stoic, but he's just like, oh yeah, I meant to do that, whatever. Like, you know, no big deal <laughs> kind of guy. Um, but, and you Parsons like that as well. Very low key. Um, um, you don't see a whole lot of like big celebrations out of them. If you can see a smile, that's a huge win. Um, but they're, they're great guys. Um, all of those guys I'm really looking forward to. And not only uh, hopefully will they make an impact, they're going to have to make an impact if the Nashville Predators are going to do well this season. Uh, the younger guys are going to have to step up for sure. Yes, absolutely. I love those kind of guys too. We're always waiting for like more out of Braden Point when he does ridiculous things on the ice. And it's just like, 
He's he like he just, yeah, like if gloves weren't so ridiculous, it would he would just be a thumbs up guy for us. Oh like, my gosh. You can go back actually though. I think it was our second to last game or, or last is at the very end of last season, and you so personal sick goal and you zoom in on him as he's going and before the team can even get to him to celebrate he goes and no. like shrugs his shoulders i'm like oh my god like, you gotta look at it it's so funny i'm gonna have to pull that one up i just i don't get how they don't get excited i was maybe a little cocky in soccer so i was okay. I, uh, me too i went nuts i was crazy yeah <laughs> and sometimes it was even like relax it wasn't even that great or flashy oh, but still know. it happened oh, yeah. so we're celebrating <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of celebrations, I know both you and I are extremely excited that hockey is officially back back. And that goes down Tuesday, uh, 5.30, nice and early. But we will be facing each other, which I'm psyched about. And this matchup, every time the Lightning play the Predators, it gets physical. Uh, it typically remains pretty low scoring. I think both teams have quality goaltending. I know Saros has been amazing. He was in the top conversation for goalies last season. Um, and what he did and how he helped out the roster was obviously tremendous. Now, what are some predictions you may have for uh, for opening night here? How well do you think this team will do? Or do you think it will be like over under six and a half goals since it's always pretty competitive? It is always super competitive. So, I, you know, if I had to go with the over under, I think I would go with the under just because our defense, I feel, I mean, it's all, as you mentioned, always been super strong. Soros has always been very solid. Um, and from what I've seen in preseason, when we've had all of our guys together, the big guys, I think they're going to be even better this year. I, I really do, especially with the addition of Luke Shen. So um, I, I would go with the under just because I think our defense is going to step up and I, I'm still skeptical if the Preds are going to be able to produce the kind of offense that we need to win against a team like Tampa. Um, I do think Philip Forsberg has looked really sharp. We were really missing him at the end of last season. Um, he snapped one uh, at top shelf last night and, and got a goal. And I was, I think I tweeted out, there's the shot I've been missing. Um, Cause I, we haven't seen it in a while cause he was injured at the end of last year. Um, so I think this is a big year for Philip to be able to prove himself as a top goal scorer in the league, especially coming off the injury and now being fully healthy. So a lot of our offense could could ride on, on him. But also, I mean, O'Reilly scored last night. He looked great. As I mentioned, some of the younger guys stepped up. So I, I hopefully that that flood of offense will come and hopefully the power play will step up. I know that would make Bruno really happy. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with the under on that one. Yeah, I'm sitting with the under on it, too. I just I never want to underestimate their defense. I know that Luke Shin always has a way of getting under his former teammates skin. The funniest one, maybe not so funny at the time, was when we were playing Toronto and he was just pissing off Pat Maroon, like in their best friends. <laughs> it did not matter. Like, that's when you realize when when you're padded up and the skates go on, we are you know, we're rivals, we're opponents. Game, yeah. exactly. So I know that Shinner knows how to get under these guys' skin, especially being so close to a lot of them still. And then you got Ryan O'Reilly, who's just difficult to play against. And these are guys <laughs> to be very impressive. Now, we, we hate to be the people that try to like over predict anything, but just a fun thing for, for opening night. You know, typically when the game wraps up, you pick your three stars of the night. Uh, we're, we're both going to pick our three stars for opening night and see how it pans out. So who would your three stars predicted versus the lightning uh on tuesday b okay um i think i'm gonna go star number one is gonna be uc Saros. Mm -hmm. star number two is gonna be roman yossi and then 
You know, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go star number three. I think Philip Forsberg steps up in game one. He knows he's got a lot to prove to the new GM, new coaching staff. Uh, I think Phil's going to number nine is going to have a big night. Okay. I love that. I will say for, for Philip, even when he's just kind of like half, like he, he's dealt with some injuries, but even when yeah. he's so banged up, he still kind of helps out and tallies in the oh, yeah. problem. Like, He's got an eye for those passing lanes sometimes, no matter how he's feeling. So I, I wouldn't count him out either. Um, if I had to choose three stars versus the Nashville Predators, who's gonna step? Who's gonna step up? I'm gonna. I don't know if I want to choose him as number one. I think you can never not pick Braden Point. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Braden sure. Point as number one star. That's how I feel about Roman Yossi. I'm like, if I'm picking three stars, he's got to be in there somewhere. <laughs> It would feel like such an oversight. They do something all the time. Oh um, Brandon Hagel. I what I saw out of him in the preseason is that he still has that puck hound mentality. He's he's quickly triggered and he becomes an irritation and a pest in people's sides. And I just I love it. I love a good pest on the ice. Oh, me um, too. And it almost feels basic to say Victor Hedman, but he wasn't feeling 100% last season, and he's feeling good right now. And our defensemen kind of have a chip on their shoulder about being counted out because since our roster turnover, some people don't think this is a playoff team. So I'm going to go Braden Point, Brandon Hagel, and Victor Hedman for my three stars. So I'm excited. I agree. I like those. Pan out. Now, kind of looking at the scope of all the changes and looking at the positives that in the way that this team is trending and stuff, this team is projected to hit either over or under 87 and a half points on the season. Would you take the over 87 and a half or the under 87 and a half for uh, Nashville's 2023-24 season? <laughs> I think I'm going to go over. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier. I think a, a lot of people are going to underestimate our team because of the turnover. And mm -hmm. um, we'll be able to use that to our advantage. Plus, Nashville's a, a tough barn to play in. So um, I, I think sometimes uh, we, we get that home ice advantage. And it, not only does it jack our players up, but... Um, uh, it gives that extra boost of energy to be able to pull through on, on maybe a game that they shouldn't shouldn't win or, uh, you know, against a big opponent. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think this is a team not to underestimate. And we yeah. see in the second half of the season, those defensively sound teams are the ones that start to come through the most. So it's just getting over that hump of getting some more points up and hopefully a spark in the special teams. But, Lindsay, I cannot thank you enough for joining me and bringing so much insight and just joy to wrapping up coverage when it comes to the Nashville Predators. Uh, are you going to be in Tampa on Tuesday? Actually, no. I wish I was. I love Tampa. Um, but it's an ESPN game. So okay. we don't cover the ESPN game. So my first broadcast will be on Valley Sports on Thursday for the home opener against the Kraken. Gotcha. Well, I'll be somewhere screaming at a TV, girl. You know oh, I, <laughs> I believe it. I haven't been able to talk about other sports. I get mind, I get just mind mush. Like I had to yeah. do football bets earlier and I started using hockey terms in it. And my co-hosts were like, you're really ready for this. And I was like, I'm really ready for this. Oh like, my gosh. Me too. I'm with you. I've, I've been ready. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Just a few more days here. Everyone, once again, this is Casing the League on Believe Network and you're going to want to follow Lindsay Raleigh. And I believe in the Predators having a bounce back this season, regardless. It goes. So make sure you're keeping up to date with all things going on with the National Predators through Lindsay. Follow over at the Sports Case, that's K-A-S-E, or Casing the League across all social media platforms. And until next time, guys, I'm Casey Hudson. This is Lindsay Raleigh, and we will catch you back here on Casing the League. <laughs>